governor's race in Georgia has four establishment politicians. And then there's Candace Taylor. And I'm one of you. And God made me a fighter. You sold us out to China. You hijacked our elections. And then there's you. You didn't fight for your own seat that you won. What were you doing? Playing golf or trading stock? Oh, and the Democrat plant, who has been accused of sexual assault over and over. Now, I'm done with the good old boys. And it's going to get personal. Stacy, it's you and me. Let's let the people choose in a fight that's not rigged. Candace Taylor, the one we've been waiting for. Welcome to Conservative Patriot Nation, new members and returning members. Today we have a very special guest, Candace Taylor, running for governor out there in Georgia. She stands for babies, guns, morality over money. And we couldn't ask for nothing much more better than that because Georgia is one of those states we definitely need a patriot running it. And I bring to you now is Candace Taylor. How you doing, Candace? Hey, everybody. I'm great. I'm doing great. We had a had a really busy weekend. We filmed about three commercials and just been wide open. We're get finished here and we'll drive about 40 minutes to the next county over and we're going to paint that town Taylor red and we're going to put signs everywhere. So we're just busy, busy this weekend. I hope everybody's doing well. It's snowing in North Georgia, not down here in South Georgia yet. So my youngest one was disappointed, but maybe next weekend. Wow. <laughs> you guys normally don't get snow down there, right? No, we don't. We haven't had snow in a couple of years, um, but we, we've, I don't know, maybe four times in my 41 years have I seen snow in, in my hometown, but maybe we will get some next weekend. The kids will love that. They'll be so excited. I'll tell you what, I'll change you guys some of the snow that we have down here in, uh, or up here in Wisconsin. <laughs> we get a lot of yep. snow up here. Yeah, y'all get it for sure. Well, Wisconsin is about like Georgia, right? The election, y'all had a mess there too. So you you feel my pain down here in the South. Oh, most definitely. Uh, Mark Mark Zuckerberg uh, has his name all over the election here in Wisconsin. And we had some nefarious governors. Um, well, nefarious governor and nefarious mayors. Uh, let me rephrase that. And uh, it, it, it's terrible. It's very terrible. It's a mess. Yeah, we've had a mess down here, too. I've been fighting it for 15 months or so as hard as we can. And the Georgia legislators, we have the House majority and the Senate majority and the four top seats, Governor, Lieutenant Governor, Secretary of State and the Attorney General are all Republicans supposedly, but we can't get anything done, can't get an audit, can't get decertification. Nobody's been arrested, got video footage. We can see it all, you know, the tabulator tapes and all everything that, that the data teams have done and nothing's been done. There's been no relief. And so the people are very angry. They're frustrated. I put 70,000 miles on my car last year because I announced I was running for governor in January and I work full time as a public school educator. And so 
outside of work, I put 70,000 miles on my car. And I've heard from all the people of Georgia, and they are so frustrated. And they're just sick of this good old boy system we have here. And it's all about who scratches whose back and who makes who what backroom deal with who. And we're just sick of it. We're ready for representation that won't bend the knee to these tyrants and won't back down and will actually do the will of the people. Yeah, most definitely. You know, in the whole world, we've seen the Ruby Freeman videos and uh, social media live and write-ups and uh, many other videos that came out of that center, um, which I'm definitely saying prayers for Georgia to get fixed because there's so much visual evidence that something definitely needs to be done. Yes, for sure. And our Georgia legislators are back in session and we're pushing for the removal of the machines and, and we want paper ballots with thumbprint recognition and they're not listening very well. So we're going to do absentee ballot requests. They did a Senate bill 202 that came out after the election, which nothing was wrong, right? They haven't done anything to show that there was anything wrong, but they came out with this big election bill and in the bill, it's a bunch of mess that's didn't do good for the Republican Party, but or really not. It's not even about the Republican Party. It didn't do well for the state because we want fair legal elections. If the Democrats win at fair and square, they win. That's how our country was set up. It was set up on law and order. And our right to vote is the highest right of our land. And without it, we don't have a country. So our right to vote in Georgia, not being examined, not having the audit, no accountability leaves us very vulnerable. So now they've come up with the Senate Bill 202. And one thing it did well is it made it where they can't mass mail out absentees. They have to be requested and by with your identification. And then we're just going to say for you to hand deliver on the day of the election because Senate Bill 202 also made it where they can open the ballots up to two weeks early, which doesn't make sense. Why would they want to open ballots two weeks early unless they want to cheat? And so it's concerning. They mandated drop boxes, which we know have no chain of custody. They still have Dominion. They haven't gotten rid of that. And it just has a lot of issues, but we, we want to vote on paper. We don't want to vote on the machines. There's been all kind of research and data done by Mike Lindell's team and different people, Draza, Seth Keschel, all over the state with our with our data. And they've shown that there were hundreds of thousands of phantom voters put into the machine for both Joe Biden and for President Trump. And that's why they diluted the Trump vote and, and was able to rescan those ballots you were talking about with Ruby and, and do everything they did with the absentees that happened because of the phantom voters. If they have not had all those fake votes put in to, to dilute the vote, they could never have produced that mass number of absentees. They, they couldn't have. So, the Georgia legislators will tell you that it was absentee ballots, that it wasn't the machines, and that's bullcrap, and we know it. And so the people of Georgia do not want to vote on the machines, and so we have to do something different. And right now all we can do is request an absentee and hand deliver it ourselves to our elections office the day of the election, and that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to push for because it's our government, it's our choice, and we're not the to continue to vote on Dominion or any other electronic device that they come We want it secure and legal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, people like Seth Kessel, Lynn Wood, when when they uh, <laughs> when they uh, point out candidates, which I love because we're in a time right now where we need patriot leaders pointing out candidates because people don't know 
the difference between a rhino and a genuine, a genuine patriot, you know, and when I seen Linwood, it's a Candace Taylor. I'm like, Oh, boom. Okay. God, please make this connection. Then, um, we have two people running for governor in Wisconsin, which Rebecca Clayfish, I don't trust her. Um, there's a lot of the jury out for her being a rhino. She said Trump lost and Biden won fair and square. So I text Seth Castro. I'm like, Hey, Seth, you know, this is kind of difficult, man. Like we got two people running for governor and I haven't heard Trump or no Patriot, like pointed fingers at Wisconsin. And he is like uh gentleman Wick- Wickman. I endorsed him. I'm like, Oh, thank you, Jesus. So I'm very thankful that Lynn Wood pointed you out and we have Patriots out there that's pointing out other Patriots. Um, and I, I really, I really encourage more Patriot leaders to do that because there's a lot of citizens in our country right now that they don't know who's a rhino and who's not. And it's just very important that the real Patriots just point the finger, just, just give us their names, you know, and I really appreciate you because even though I don't live in Georgia, I know it's very important, me as an American citizen, that our states, doesn't matter which state it is, gets fixed with those that are running for Congress, those that are running for governor, because we won't have freedoms trying to travel to Georgia. Um, and the citizens of Georgia don't need to suffer because there's a bunch of rhinos and tyrants in that state. And um, Candace, I I just can't wait for you to take over Georgia because I'm definitely going to come out there for a vacation. You definitely should. It's a beautiful state. I've lived here all of my life. You know, you're right. You think about it. We think about the U.S. Senate seats in our states being two seats and that they're the highest seat because they go to the federal government outside the president. But when you think about the governors, there's only 50. So you're one of 50. And whenever we see DeSantis pushing back, and we've seen Abbott at times push back in, in Texas, but when you see that, you realize, you know what, they do impact the whole nation. Because if we push back in Georgia, and, and I'm the, and I'm chosen as a public servant to represent the people, and I push back here, and you get a conservative governor in Wisconsin, and Youngkin ends up doing what he said he was going to do, and he's very conservative in Virginia. And then we have DeSantis, and we can get Alabama and South Carolina, and we can get North Carolina, we can get Kerry Lake and Arizona elected. And we all push back together on the federal government and get their overreach out of our lives. We can change America back to the people. And that's what our government was set up to be. It was set up to be of the people, by the people, for the people. And if we don't get back to that, and, and on that rock and, and stop letting our constitution be perverted and people come in and have their own agenda and say, no, it really means this. No, it doesn't mean that. And we have to push back on that and, and protect and protect our constitution. I was very frustrated several months ago because just pushing so hard for a forensic audit, couldn't get the Georgia legislators to move at all, wouldn't budge. And I was praying and I was like, Lord, why? I mean, is the Constitution even real? Because they swore to uphold it. They swear to God to uphold the will of the people and that we can alter, reform, abolish our government at will and they understand maladministration and that they'll, you know, bend their knee to the Constitution, the will of the people. But then when I'm watching them blatantly ignore it, I, I just got so frustrated and I was praying. I was like, God, what do we do? And I really felt impressed upon my heart by the Holy Spirit that the Constitution is as real as we say it is. The people, as real as you say it is, as real as I say it is. So if we don't say it's real and we don't hold their feet to the fire and we don't mandate them to do our will, 
or we will kick them out, we will remove them from office, then we lose our country. And it's that real and important right now that we're in this place of we choose to take our country back to the people or we choose to let these these elected officials who think that they're in a monarchy and they're kings and queens and not public servants and trustees keep running things. We have to get our country back to the people and have normal people go and serve and come home. We cannot continue this path of insanity where they make all the rules, whatever we say they ignore, and pat us on the head like, mm, okay, get back home and, and keep paying taxes and raise your family and stay out of the government's business. The government is owned by the people. The government is ruled by the people. The government is funded by the people. The government was set up for law and order of the people. It's our government. It's not theirs. It's not their seat. The seat belongs to us. And we have to get that mentality in our head, that understanding in our heart, and we have to push back. Yeah, what it sounds like is they're just treating us like a bunch of hound dogs and just patting us on the head and giving us a couple of treats, saying, good boy, good girl. Um, yeah, you're absolutely correct. And we absolutely have to shut down businesses um, from buying government officials. Um, that whole money donor stuff, that, that that has to stop because that's what leads to corruption. That's when, they, you know, they want to, listen to this guy that's giving them a hundred thousand dollars or fifty thousand um inviting them to vacations and all types of gifts that's probably happening on the side and then if you look at places like georgia i mean they say that's like the new hollywood all the china companies are out there so i can just imagine the infiltration that has taken place in georgia um and pretty much buying politicians um, right <laughs> right under the noses of taxpayers that are going to work and working hard that's loving this country and, and all the country um, foreigners, you know, are using those companies to, to infiltrate our country. And it's not just George. I mean, it's happening everywhere, which it's a good time when God is really waking up people like myself that was distracted from sports and things that comes with festivities in the summertime and uh, my awareness is and I, it's just not me it's just it's every citizen well most the majority of the citizens god has woken up and splashed eyes splashed water on their eyes and uh we're paying attention to everything and we definitely need more spirits and souls like you that love god second amendment and babies and morality over money that's very important Yeah, we just, we need normal people to go serve and come home. And, you know, I'm running because I don't feel represented and I don't feel like anybody cares about what I'm saying and what the people of Georgia think and how, how they feel. And I just was so sick of it. I'm sick of, like I said earlier, the tyrancy in their mentality and not, not embracing their oath of office. And it, it's disgusting. And we're going to lose our country if we don't stop the madness. We saw 2020 has not been fixed and President Trump walked out of a White House that really we all hoped he had pulled the Insurrection Act. Some people say that he did and he still has. I have no idea. I just know what I see and that that's my gas prices are up. Millions of illegal immigrants coming into my country. 
children being raped and I, I see chaos and and people are disheartened and so we have to push back i guess you know president trump probably didn't want to start a civil war by leak by saying and, and, and saying and saying no i won and, and you're not going to take this office back and so I, you know i guess that's why he left and didn't stay but bottom line is the country belongs to us it's not you know we love president trump he won we voted for him it was stolen from us it wasn't stolen. It was stolen from him, too, but it was stolen from us. It's our government. And so we're upset about that, rightfully so, because the government belongs to us. And the minute that it doesn't belong to us anymore, we're not a constitutional republic anymore. And so we have to push back. We have to think at, in the mindset of, OK, what do I do strategically, not just talking and complaining and infighting and upset. What can we do strategically to take our states individually back, our counties back to the people and, and bind together with each other, lock arms together as soldiers and, and say, no, this is our constitutional republic. We're not going to lose it. We're not going to have all the millions of men and women who have fought and lost their life for our country in vain. We are going to protect America. It's that important. And it starts with individual states. And so... Georgia's sovereign, just like every other state in the union. And we have to have leadership in our state that are public servants that will listen to the will of the people and protect the state's interests first. And in Georgia, we're going to put morality over money. We live in the Bible Belt. We do love Jesus, guns, and babies. We have very conservative people here. And we're going to put ourselves morality what we believe in in our heart ourselves we're going to put that before we put the interest of everybody else and i think that's the problem you know it's always about someone else's agenda and not the agenda of the people and that's got to stop we have hollywood infiltration in georgia we have china's influence in georgia their ideology cannot be higher than that of the people and so that's what that's why i'm running and i want to be a public servant to the people. I've been a public servant for 20 years in my community in South Georgia as a school counselor. I, I taught for a couple of years and I've been a school counselor most of my career. And now I work at the Board of Education as an administrator and I do um, work with homeless. I work with DJJ. I work with DFACS. I, I work with the neediest population in Georgia. And I love my job. I have a great job. It's not that I want another job. I have three children. I have plenty to do. I promise I'm very busy. But I'm that concerned that we're going to lose our country if we don't have true people who won't be bought off and be in their knee run. We're going to lose America. So I'm running. I'm going to do it as hard as I can run. I go all in. I outwork everybody. And people say that, but I'm running, that's running against me. She outworks everybody. And I do because I have to. I don't have millions of dollars thrown at me by PACs and bunches of wealthy people who I'm going to make backroom deals with. And so I function off, you know, $25 donations from people like y'all. And that's fine because we can buy five signs with that money. And that's what we do. We just, we function off that. God's provided every need we have and he continue, he will continue to do that. He, he blesses our campaign. And I would love to have y'all volunteer. Even if you don't live in Georgia, you can do phone banking for me. You can write postcards and y'all can go to CandiceTaylor.com and sign up to be a volunteer, give $5, whatever you can do and help us, help us in this fight for Georgia. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't want to ask you too many questions because I know we got some members on here and a lot of the members um, on CPN, we all love Linwood and 
Linwood said Candace Taylor and the whole world knows about Candace Taylor now. So I don't, I did that. I went wrong when I first started doing this with Jerome Bell and I was asking him a list of questions. And then when we got the questions, members was like, oh, my questions was answered. So I was like, I better stop asking questions. So um, if you want to just let the members know a little bit about, like a little bit about you, what you're going to do when you become governor um, and, and why you are the perfect candidate for the position. And then we can go into Q and A. Um, so whatever you need to, to, to let them know how to follow you, how to help, et cetera, et cetera. And Candace, I appreciate you coming on with us. Um, you just don't know how much that means to me. Um, I really work hard doing this and people like you and yourself and your soul is going to make so much of a difference. It's going to make a difference in my kid's life, my unborn grandkids life to where they'll be able to go to Georgia and, and have some freedom. So I really appreciate you. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate that. I love Lynn. Yeah, he's a great friend of mine. I actually caught him last night. I was filming a commercial with my team and I was like, can I like, I'm doing a boxing commercial. Can I say somebody's name and like have my fist up like this? Is that going to be threatening? And he said, no, it's political, you know, things you, you are fighting. You're in a fight for the seat and it's competitive. It's okay. So I, I was calling him, asking him some legal advice there. And he, he told me the last two sentences I say in my campaign, in my new video my commercial he gave them to me so when y'all see my commercial hit y'all can be like oh Lynn wrote that so he you know he's he's a brilliant man he's a good friend my daddy died three years ago and I thank God gave me Lynn almost a year ago it's been 10 months um to help me get you know have a, a male fatherly influence in my life that loves Jesus and loves the country so I'm so thankful for him. He's a great, great man, and I do love him a lot. And I know there's been some controversial things that's come out and, and things that's happened, and people are like, is he telling the truth? Are they doing smoke and mirrors? What's going on? And I don't get involved in all of that. I just know Lynn's heart, and he's never lied to me. He is an honest person. And so I love him, and I'm, I'm thankful for him. Um, I'll say about my campaign that I'm not the perfect candidate because I'm not perfect. There's only been one perfect person. And it was Jesus Christ, but I do love him. And I was bought and paid for with his blood and I won't be bought off by anybody, but not by a lobbyist, not by a super PAC, not by anyone. I will represent the will of the people. That's why I'm running. And I truly mean that. And, and I, I, when I take my oath of office, I will take it extremely serious. I would never swear to God to do something and not do it by my own will. <laughs> if I, if, if it is up to my will, it will be done 100% because I take oaths very seriously. And I think that's a problem right now. They don't really believe the oath of office is important. And we've got to get back to some honor and reverence and patriotism and in our country and what we stand for and have some integrity. Integrity is lacking and account accountability is lacking. So that's why I'm going to be right to the governor's office in Georgia. I want constitutional carry. It should have already happened. I've been saying that for months. And now Governor Kemp has one of the state senators has um, proposed a constitutional carry bill. He promised that in 2018 when he ran and didn't fulfill it. So that's a promise that he made that he wasn't going to keep, but he feels pressure. So good. I hope it gets passed. And, you know, even whether I win or not, which I believe that I am going to win because the people are going to speak. But whether I win or not, 
I know for a fact I've sh- I've shaken them up. You know, they they are listening to what I'm saying. They copy me. Kemp's copied me. Produce copied me. Vernon Jones has copied me. And I just shake my head because it's ridiculous. You know, I talk about a lot about education and critical race theory with oppression and social emotional learning with communism being rooted into the hearts of our children. And we're not going to have it in Georgia. It's not going to happen. And our current leadership say, well, it's a local decision. We have 159 counties here and it's, it's every local school board's decision. No, it's not their decision. Yeah, they can choose their curriculum, but they don't get to teach communism and they don't get to teach oppression to our children. That's not a curriculum. Amen. That's morality. They don't get to teach that. So I'm passionate about that. I'm passionate about getting the heartbeat bill Governor Kemp helped get passed was from the heartbeat, no abortion. Well, there's a loophole there because if you don't have the heartbeat taken with a sonogram or with a Doppler, you can still have an abortion. So we need abortion eradicated from Georgia. There's a whole little circle around Atlanta that has this, abor- this abortion clinics. You can look at the abortion clinic locations and they almost like a complete circle around Atlanta. And we have to get rid of them and we have to protect life from conception all the way up, eradicate human sex trafficking from Georgia and, and move it back to caring about life, even of the elderly and, and protecting them because they lose their houses when they have to go into nursing home treatment that's not okay it's not okay for them to be treated the way they're treated either and we have to protect life that's a morality issue it's a humanity issue and it needs to happen our prison systems in georgia are falling apart we have more people incarcerated on probation and parole than any other state and a lot of that's due to mental health hospitals that were closed down 10 years ago with 9,000 residents being on the street and 90 percent of them are still homeless or either incarcerated for lack of medication and, and treatment and so we just we have a lot of issues that are humanity issues that nobody's talking about and nobody cares about and so i've had actually a radio host that said well candace you're a constitutionalist and you're far right, which I don't think me being a constitutionalist makes me far right, but that's what they said. And they said, but you're like in the middle on humanity issues. And I said, I don't think I'm on the mid in the middle on humanity issues. I think that it's a, it's just the right thing to do. It's not that we're going to give handouts or we're going to pay for things. It's that we're going to fix hard problems. There's almost 11 million people in Georgia and we can fix hard problems. We can do this and do what's right by, by humans. And so that needs to happen and we're going to do that. So that's kind of a little bit why I'm running and what I want to get done when I get in there. And basically the will of the people, whatever that is, we'll do it. Some people want to get rid of income tax. Some people are scared to because of property tax going up. But we'll do search committees and research and we'll present to the people and let the people choose. That sounds like someone that needs to be governor all there in Georgia to me. And I'm sure um, some of the executive orders to protect the rights of the people will definitely take form like DeSantis out there in Georgia. Um, one of my admins here, Joby, um, has been jumping for joy. Another admin is uh, JW. They both are in Virginia and they finally got some victory out there and a little bit of relief and probably can go to sleep peacefully at night. And I'm sure when you become governor, there's going to be a lot of Georgians that are going to be able to have that same feeling, which is wonderful. Well, thank you. And I'm, I mean, I'm good. If y'all want to take, if you want me to take some questions, I'm good with that. 
Most definitely. If anybody has a question for Candice, uh, press the middle button, and we'll be able to call on you guys in orderly. Okay. First up is Southern um, Cessationist, but I wanted to say first, Candice, when you were giving your speech on you know, the government is owned by the people for the people, la, 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 la. I was like, amen, hallelujah, sister, sing it. I was just like, preach it. So anyway, that was awesome. Yes, um, I would like to first of all say that that speech is very nice. I really like what I see with your candidacy. And Georgia needs a good governor that is going to oust Kemp for being weak on the election that was stolen. And I wanted to know what would be the plan to protect, to fight against affirmative action and critical race theory, which are issues that are very problematic for Georgians, particularly white Georgians who are discriminated against. Well, critical race theory to me it really oppresses the the black children and the Asian children and the Chinese, you know, more than it does the white children. It teaches them that, that they can't do what white kids can do. And it, it helps them to become um, enraged and, and feel less than and feel discriminated against and angry and bitter. And that's not okay with me. In fact, yeah, and it, it, you know, it's not good for white kids either to feel guilty and all that, but, I think it's worse for, for the other kids. I, I hate that. And, and I don't want to, it has no place in America. It definitely has no place in Georgia. And what I'm going to do and immediately is I'm going to make it a ethics violation in the code of ethics for the professional standards commission to uphold. That's what we use in Georgia for our certification. As an educator, you have to be certified. If you get a DUI or you have, you know, inappropriate, contact with a student or if you were cheating on a standardized test or anything that would be an ethics violation goes to the professional standards commission well i want it written up where if you're teaching oppression or communism or inappropriate sexual um exploitation for children in georgia you have a sanction of 90 days which you wouldn't get paid and they all have mortgages and car payments i promise and you sanction them for 90 days they'll shut their mouth I don't care how woke they are and how much they've been brainwashed. They know they got to pay their bills and they'll shut up. And then if they do it a second time, they automatically lose their certificate. There you go. Bam. And it's easy to fix, not hard to fix. Thank you. I really, I had one more uh, question. Um, If the election does get stolen again and uh, Trump is, uh, you know, runs again, but is stolen. Would you work together with Southern governors like DeSantis to help to help fix the uh, country if it comes down to protecting the, the citizens of your states from federal tyranny under these woke, anti-white, Chi-Com chi Democrats? Yeah, so it's not going to happen in Georgia. Georgia won't. If I'm the governor, that will never happen because we will have fair legal votes in Georgia. I will have the everybody who tries to do this arrested for treason, and it will happen swiftly. And they better hope that their statute of limitations on 2020 when I get in there, I'll handle those too. But absolutely, we will push back. It will be the will of the people. We will protect the people of Georgia and their will and their government. 100% every single time. 
Thank you. George Henry, do you have a question? Next up, Tam, do you have a question? Hi, Candace. Um, my name is Tammy. I'm from Louisiana. I just want to say, first of all, I love your accent. And <laughs> secondly, um, I really liked everything you said. I was like, Tina, like, yes, like, you know, you could run for president and I'd vote for you with that. That little attitude you got. I love it so much. Um, I love everything you said. And I, my question was, um, if you when you are elected governor, what is going to be your first order of business? Like your your first thing that you want to handle? My mama's name's Tammy. So it's a great name. So thank you for your question. Thank you all for saying that I'm passionate. Right. So I get really passionate. Last night I was doing a boxing video. I told y'all doing a commercial. I'm so sore today. I can't hardly move I'm, every muscle. My body hurts because I got angry and was hitting as hard as I could hit. And they were, they were laughing. I'm just a passionate person. God kind of made me that way. And I get really passionate about our government and that it's not being ran right. So my first order of business will be constitutional carry first order. So if it doesn't get past the session, I will get it passed immediately. And when I get in there, I will push it to the Georgia legislation legislators. If they do not get it done in the legislation session, I will do a EO on it immediately because I promised the people that. And then we're going to move on to working on some abortion, the abortion clinics and getting them er eradicated from the state and getting it from conception on and not just, um, just not just a heartbeat. We got to move a little bit more and, and do a little bit more there. I'm going to work on the prison system pretty quickly. So those three things are really in the forefront of my mind. And then, and then also the, the, um, thank you. My husband's bringing me a charger. Um, and also the the ethics violation for the critical race theory in the social learning and the comprehensive sex education that that's going to be immediate. So those things are, are kind of what I'm hearing the most from the people, and then of course course we'll look at the hey candace could you go out and then come back in Okay. Was it, was it messing up? That yes, it's better now. Did y'all hear my last answer? No. <laughs> okay. So I'm sorry. I just talked and talked and talked. So I'll answer. I was she was asking what was going to be my first order of business. Constitutional carry. If that doesn't go through the session this time, it was it will be the first order of business. I'll push it through the legislative legislation session. 
in 2023. And if it doesn't pass, I'll sign an EO on it until I can get it passed. And that's something that should have already been done. It was promised in 18. It hasn't happened. And then we're going to also handle the, the critical race theory, social emotional learning stuff that will be handled with the Professional Standards Commission that I mentioned earlier. So I'll do that and start working on prison reform immediately because our prison system is about to crack and fall apart. And then I want to take the heartbeat bill back all the way to conception. So I'm going to work on that. And then, of course, we're going to start doing some things with the income tax and, and some research there and some committees formed to, to do that. The people that's, that's what the people want. The people are wanting to get rid of income tax in Georgia. And we have other states. As an example, like Texas and California, who are in the top five of the strongest economies in America, Georgia's the eighth strongest. And I think that getting rid of the income tax could really make us move into the top five as well. So we'll be looking at those things um, pretty early on in my tenure. Um, thank you. And I have one other question. So what is something um, that you would like to take care of as governor that you don't talk about that much? Like something that's maybe on your mind, but you don't put at the forefront, you know, like a like a future plan or that's something that you'd like to get a team together for, you know, like something in the future? Well, one thing, and I've, I posted on this, I think once is a I want to do something for the victims of crimes in Georgia. We have several cases of murders that have happened across the state where maybe a young girl was abducted and murdered and the killer was never found. And the parents have never even seen the autopsy. That is a huge problem for me that they've been dead 20, 30, 35 years and they've never even seen the autopsy of their child. I can't imagine that. And so I want some victims right protection and also another piece of that is a child that i know of and, and this has not happened once this has happened multiple times in my career that i've heard about this but when a child is raped and then or sexually assaulted or molested and then they come forward later and the statute of limitation is there and it would have already been the the, the perpetrator would have already been convicted and not on the street anymore that would have been prison had it the statute of limitation not been there for an, another person they had molested because the average perpetrator has over 400 victims and so I just want to see the statute of limitations in Georgia changed for sexual assault and misconduct so those are two things that are near and dear to my heart I've worked with sexually abused children my entire career and and so I want to see some harsher um, punishment and the le the lessening of some of the statutes in that way. That was a great answer for for everything. Thank you so much, and um, I wish you the very best of luck. And I hope that we see patriots just like yourself across America running America very soon. Thank you. I will Thank do what I can to support your candidacy too. I got a, a radio show, and I've been promoting your candidacy very much. So. And you're the right, you're the right person for the job. Well, thank you both. And I'd love to come on your show. If you'll reach out to me at Candace Taylor at gmail.com or Candace at Candace Taylor.com, whichever one I will, um, I'll come on there if you want me to, I would love to do that. And also, um, y'all pray for me. That's the main thing I need you to do is pray. We will, we will, we will. I, I can tell you're good. We trust you. And one of the reasons that I'm encouraging my folks 
in that state to vote for you is because we know that you're not one of these corrupt neocons like Kemp. That's that's for sure. We're going. I'm going to represent the people and not myself. That's all they want to do is a good old boy system in Georgia. And it's got to go. And Janelle, you're next. Wow, that was quick. Um, thank you for taking my call. Good evening, Miss Candace Taylor. I love your accent as well. Um, I'm originally a California girl, and uh, I'm just kind of curious. You may have touched on this. Um, you may not have. I know um, I've been looking at Georgia. And I've seen what happened, and I saw what happened, and November last year, and um, when I look at Georgia and the country as a whole, um, I have concerns of how we're going to unite as a people, um, take out uh, Democrat, Republican, take out Black, White, Latino, uh, take out education status and income status. How do you plan to unite the whole of, of Georgia as a people? Um, because obviously we're divided, and I know <clears throat> Um, I wouldn't vote for Stacey Abrams if I was, in you know, I probably would vote for you, to be honest, you know, if I was in Georgia. And um, so I was wondering if you have plan to help unite and to uplift um, communities who have struggled over the years with using that address that. It's a great question, Janelle. Thank you so much for asking. I have been asked that question or something similar several times. And, you know, I always just say, I'm going to represent everybody. Like, I don't care what color your skin is. And I, and I say that because I work with, you know, every child from every background. It doesn't matter to me. They are created in, in the image of God and he loves them as much as he loves me and my children. And so I always say that. But God's really been working on my heart and and, and my mm -hmm. platform. I would say in my conspiracy a lot in the last several weeks. And I was in a forum in Atlanta where I was the only white candidate that was asked to come. And I heard a lot of issues. There was Democrats and Republicans there. And we talked a lot about abortion. Dr. Martin Luther King's niece, um, Alveda King, was there, Dr. Alveda King. And she is very pro-life. And when she was speaking to her people, and you know, some of them were Democrats, some were Republicans, they were getting angry at realizing how much the Democrat Party has killed their children with propaganda and made people think that it's okay to have an abortion. They can't do, you know, they need to go ahead and take care of that so they can go to college and they can be independent. But in reality, they really want them, you know, on the, you know, tied to the government and dependent on the government and never really free. And so it was just, it grew me as, as a candidate and as a, as a white woman to hear them from their perspective, because 70% of Georgia abortions are with the black children and they're killing their race. And it's, they don't, they don't realize what they're doing. And so I sat there and listened and I told them, y'all have to push back in your community and educate your people and tell them, no, this isn't okay. And 
after that event, I had a friend in DC, um, it's a black couple that I've been friends with for a couple of years and they actually were in Atlanta and they moved to DC and he'd had a dream about me. He didn't know that I was at that meeting a couple of weeks prior, but he had a dream that I was going into black communities and I was talking to them because I'm normal, just a normal educator, Georgian. I'm not a politician. I'm me and my husband are both educators. We live on a budget. We're normal. He said, I had a, I just had this dream of you going there and talking to people as a normal person and you resonated with them and they opened their community up to you. And they said, yes, we want you. We don't want Stacey Abrams. She is not representative of us at all. And so he saw me being able to break that barrier of the Democrat mindset, because it's not about Republican Democrat. You know, the Republican party has major issues. That's not been good to me. They, there are elitists in the Republican party that don't represent me either. I identify as a Republican because I'm conservative, but as far as their elitist mindset, I hate that. And I want to root every one of them out of my party. They don't have no place in the Republican party. I want them gone. And so I just really feel like God is opening doors for me to go into communities that are all over the state and they may be Democrat by identity, but their identity should be in Christ. And I'm going to share that with them and that we're in this fight together to protect our freedom. They hate immigration issues and illegals coming over here and not doing it the right way and, and being on governmental assistance. And the idea that they might get $450,000 each. I, I sat there in that forum and they talked a lot about that money. And, you know, reparations was something that was mentioned years ago and, and people were all up in arms about it. How dare we pay back the his, you know, lineage generations later for for work they did their ancestors did that work it would have been their inheritance how dare we even discuss paying that but yet we have the mentality to give illegal people who have committed crimes coming into our country illegally give them four hundred fifty thousand dollars it blew their mind they were so mad about it and me listening to this anger and hearing them talk about it i thought you know, they're right. I mean, I would never agree to the $450,000 anyway, but it's a slap in their face. And I thought, yeah, this is so wrong. And I understand why it repulses them. So we're a lot more on the same page than we are different. We're a lot more alike than we are different. And there are millions of us and a couple hundred legislators that are supposed to bend their knee to us. And we have to push back and elect people that are like us, no matter what color skin, no matter what socioeconomic background, we have to do that. And we're, and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, I really believe that as hard as mainstream media is trying to push this divisive agenda, that God is going to come in and he's going to heal all of this division. And we're going to come together stronger and better than we've ever been before. I, I appreciate that answer. And thank you so much. Um, and I'm um, just the unity and, and being able to work across the board. I, I have seen and, and followed Alveda King for a while. Um, I have much respect for her. Um, and so I just want to just piggyback and just share this and, and let God lead you as you do it. And as you were speaking, this was what come in, came into my heart. Um, that when we talk about, and, and it's okay, um, I didn't hear much about education, but when you look at the playing field for education for children and we're all... Uh, one people, and it's not about Democrat, Repar uh, Republican, and 
you know, wealth and no wealth, that we would have a pl level playing field for, for all of the children, whether it be after school program, books, computers, um, where we can all start on the same level. And then we can work around getting the after school programs and tutors and things like that. Um, and um, so, yeah, I appreciate your answer. And um, just, um, I yeah, I do. It, it was a really pretty powerful answer and I appreciate it. Um, and, and, oh, this is what I wanted to say. That's why I kind of stuttered. Um, and that as you continue to move forward in these communities that you just spoke of, that you continue to reveal truth to them, you know, no matter what it is, whether it's last year's election, the evidence and and the, the Margaret Sanger and the abortion and how it's affecting us and, and then trying to rebuild our communities and our family. I think if, if, if that is demonstrated, you could win over many people who want a better life and have been asleep at the wheel because they've been promised this by the Democrats and, and, and have felt left out, even though they've supported them for years and years and years. And not ready to change because their ancestors said this and or, you know, their parents said you should vote this way because I voted this way and the like. So, you know, just continue to be who you are. Um, I'm on board with you. I've been on board since I heard you the first time. Um, and so uh, I'll be praying for you and um, continue to stay strong. And um, I claim victory for you already in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Janelle. I appreciate that. Please, please do. Anybody else? George Henry, did you have a question? Do you want me to ask it for you? Okay, I see. Um, yes, uh, George Henry has a couple of questions that he would like asked. First off, he said, would you try to pass state laws to stop people from being able to dox people to get them fired for political affiliation. Um, in explanation, would you pass laws protecting workers from being fired for being conservative or saying something that isn't woke on their own free time? Question one. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, we have a bill in Georgia right now that's going through our state house that discusses um, these very things. It talks about putting, pushing back on social media from all the censorship. And if they do that in our state with conservatives, then, and, and they treat us differently than they treat liberals, then they're going to be in trouble. They're going to break, be breaking the law. So it's going to help us with big tech and, and with social media outlets that really shadow ban and block and silence a voice outside of their own woke agenda. So I 100% support that. And I've been canceled myself. I've lost, after the election, I lost about probably 30,000 followers between all of my platforms, which I built, you know, way over that now. But um, it's it was very frustrating, especially when I had paid for paid advertisement on Facebook and had built my followers up and they took out, they took out three-fourths of them just because I was speaking out about the election. So I understand. And, and, and you know, with jobs, and employers, that's non-negotiable. You know, they don't they don't get to do that, and it's wrong, and it's reverse it's a reversal of what they actually say that they want, which is to be able to be heard themselves. So, I will definitely push back on that in Georgia. He also um, 
asked, and you may have answered this, Antifa loves doxing conservatives. So he wants to know if you'd work to pass laws to stop doxing and corporations from firing people based on politics. Yeah, the same thing, just, you know, not allowing them to silence us and treat us differently, which is discrimination. So, yeah, we'll have to get a law passed. And like I said, there's one right now in the Georgia legislation that they're they're working on, um, or Georgia legis- legislative session for legislation to be pushed on that. So hopefully they'll get that this session. If they don't, it's something I'll work on next year. Thank you. Damon, you're next. Hi, Candace. How are you tonight? Um, I'm, I'm really good. Hi, Damon. I, I love your accent. Um, I, I love what you had to say. I love your passion. I, I, I have some tough questions for you um, in a respectful way. I don't know that I could ask these questions 10, 15, 20 years ago, but there's a shift going on in our country. Um, I live in the state of Missouri. But I understand the powers of government and the Constitution. It's not a left or right or a far right or a far left. We've heard Trump mention 1776 many times while he, when he speaks. My question to you when we talk about our creator, God, we the people, and the Constitution and our founding documents, I would like to to pose a question to you, what does God's laws and in 76 in the Constitution really mean to you? Well, we have a country because our founding fathers wanted to worship Jesus freely. And you see God mentioned over and over and over in the Declaration of Independence. And I, I didn't realize how many times it was in there. I'm pretty sure it's over 100. I had the exact number. I took a constitutional class about, I don't know, May of last year and, and learned that. I knew it was in there, but I didn't know how many times. Oh, gosh, I would yawn. But absolutely, 1776 coincides with the with the Lord the same. To me, the Bible is the most important book that's ever been written. And outside of that work of word literature, it is it is the Constitution of America. And, and every single state is that important and it is it definitely goes hand in hand and and separation of church and state was has been perverted and you know they say that the church has no say in government which is is wrong that's a lie we are the church the people the christians are the church and we have all the say in the state the government belongs to us the state doesn't get to control us it doesn't get to control our churches and that's what they meant by separation of church and state and it's been perverted but Absolutely, 1776 is, it means everything to me. In fact, I filed a grand jury motion uh, petition. did six of them in Georgia. I was the first one in the country to do that for elections. And the Cobb County, it's right outside of Atlanta. The DA said, you know, grand juries are kind of old school because, you know, we couldn't get the courts to do anything. We couldn't get the Georgia legislators to do anything. And I said, good, let's go old school. Let's go back to 1776. And he just held the phone like, did she really just say that? Yeah, I said that. That's what I mean. That's why our founding fathers put the grand jury in there for our protection. So I love, I saw your, your um, profile picture of 1776. I love that. 
was a, uh, there was a reason I asked because I, I and I appreciate your answer, but I was just kind of curious how you felt about the federal government in the state of Georgia, and it's by the uh, the carrot of the funding. And that's where I was heading with it. If we're going to represent the people and take our oath and honor the Constitution, then we need to get back to the separation of powers. And I see so many candidates uh, come to the come to the stump and we get so polarized on trying to put a Band-Aid on so many different issues. And at the end of the day, the government has no jurisdiction to be in those issues. And that's the point I'm making. So a governor being uh, those are um, pretty main powers in the state next to the sheriffs. So if we're going to have these discussions, I think it's fair to maybe bring that subject up of, you know, honoring those constitutions and giving the people the right of liberty and the pursuit of happiness with the law structure in this country and the justice system, as we've seen so many times, the, 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 the poor having to pay so much money for their innocence, why the rich and the elite get to do what they want. And uh, it, it, it's basically money that can get you out of a crime. Um, there's no justice in this country. We see it every day. And I believe it's because we're not honoring our oaths. So that's why I, I pose that question. And if you're not aware of those things, maybe you might want to do some research on those subjects as you're, you know, campaigning. Um, it might be enlightening to you and maybe help the state of Georgia. We, we need good people like you out there and we need good governors, but we need to we need to change our focus and get back to what our founders actually meant and what our documents actually mean. And that's why I posed that question to you in a respectful yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely, Damon. I agree. And and that's why I've been taking constitutional classes and been studying the Constitution and reading it over and over. We have to get back to the Constitution. And we're so far removed from it right now. It's ridiculous. And in Georgia, we have our Secretary of State and our Lieutenant Governor are have so much power. They're almost as powerful um, more powerful than any other state, Secretary of State and Lieutenant Governor. Way too much power in those positions in Georgia that's been given and yielded to them. And I want to pull back on those powers. They don't need them. Other states don't have them as powerful as they are in Georgia. And that's why the governor was able to kind of deflect and deflect when in reality, like you mentioned, the sheriffs in our local counties and then the governor, they're the ones with that's supposed to have the constitutional power of the people. So it's not their power, it's the people's power. And I definitely will push back on the federal government. And I talked about that early. I don't know if you were here um, when we first got on talking, but I was talking about pushing back on the federal government and having other states, you know, to link arms with you and push back because Georgia is sovereign and every state is sovereign. And we have to protect that. And if it means not taking money from the federal government, we stop taking money from the federal government. But they are going to quit controlling what we do as a state. We have to do that. We have to get back to being self-sufficient and able to function like we were in Thank you, Candace. I love that word sovereign, and I love the fact that you said that. Um, I think there's some learning to be done, but I, I think you can get there, and I appreciate your answer. Thank you. Thank you. Damon. You're welcome to come and help me, Damon. You can help. You can help.
don't coach me anytime you want to. I, I would love that. I would love those discussions. That would be awesome. Thank you. Does anyone else have a question for Candace? I also want to remind anybody that wants to donate or volunteer to help Candace, it's CandaceTaylor.com and she would love for you to donate or help to volunteer. We are so happy to have had you tonight, Candace. It's been very informative and um, quite frankly, I have much respect and if I lived in Georgia, you would definitely be my vote. Thank you so much. And I want to, if I can, I want to pray with y'all really quick before we get off. Um, it looks like one more question just popped up. Okay. I'll, I'll answer that. And then if I can pray with y'all, I would, I would love that. And then we'll go. Okay. Southern gal, go ahead. Southern gal, did you have a question? I'm sorry, I didn't have my mic on. Uh, hi, Candace. I'm actually down in um, the southern part of Georgia, down by Coolidge and the likes down there. And I, the one question that I did have that I do have a concern for, because I've only been down in uh, up here in Georgia for about three years coming up from South Florida. So I'm not real familiar with a lot of the laws here yet. I'm still learning and, you know, stuff like that. But I did vote our first time in the presidential election and one question that i deeply have a concern about is the elections up in 22 what is going to actually take place as far as these uh, voting machines are we going to be concerned about having to use them again wondering whether or not they're going to be fraudulent like so many of us believe that that's exactly what happened that's my question if you're aware. Yeah. yeah, that's a great question. And I'm, I'm going to tell you that our Georgia legislators so far have not been have not bent their knee to the will of the people. We want paper ballots with imprint recognition and photo ID and they're not listening. So we're going to have machines that you can vote on. I'm not going to vote on the machines. I'm going to request a paper ballot and I'm going to hand deliver it the day of the election so they can't open it early. Because the new election bill, Senate Bill 202, they made it where they can't mass mail out absentees. So we shouldn't have the problem with the ballot harvesting that we had before. So it fixed that one problem, but it made a slew of other problems like they can open the ballots two weeks early. And and so we need to, and you can put them in drop boxes are mandated. And they have to have, every county has to have a drop box. That was not mandated before. That was kind of a thing for COVID, but now they've mandated it. And so you don't want to use those because there's no chain of custody. So what we want to do is hand deliver ballots the day of the election. And they're counted differently. They're scanned into a different a different way. And, you know, with the ballot marking devices, they can adjudicate, which means if they can't tell voter intent, they can just drag and drop the folder wherever they want to. And we saw that happening during the 2020 election. But when you adjudicate a paper ballot, the, the absentee ballot, it goes before a panel of a Democrat, Republican, and an independent, and they look at it and they decide as a panel what the intent was of the voter, the voter intent. And so it's more secure. Is that ideal? No. 
but it's more secure than the ballot marking device that we don't even know if we actually voted for the person we thought we were voting for and it has a QR code that we can't read. And so to me, it's unconstitutional. It says in the Constitution we should be able to see voter intent and those ballot marking devices, in my opinion, take that away from, from Georgians. And so I'm going to recommend requesting an absentee ballot for May 24th election to mark it, take a picture of it. So you have your documentation and you hand deliver it to the Board of Elections office, not to your precinct. The precinct can't accept them, but the Board of Elections office under Georgia law has to accept them on election day. So that's what we're going to do. Thank you for the question. It's a great question. Thank you very much and good luck and God bless Candace. I'm really praying that you can get in there and get Kemp out of there because like I said, I haven't been here for too long, but I'm just really uneasy by the way, you know, the elections and everything took place here in, in South Georgia or in Georgia period. So hopefully, you know, that'll be a totally different situation. But like I said, I, I still am concerned a little bit as far as is it going to push more people away from wanting to vote thinking, well, it's not going to matter because we know that the election was rigged. And we also know that the, the runoff in January of last year was rigged. So, you know, my first thought was, well, what's the sense of voting? But I'm, I'm a voter and I really believe in my constitutional right to vote. And I want to put my, you know, my vote in there and hopefully that it's going to count. But like like I said, I really am concerned about that, hoping that more people don't stay away from voting from that for that purpose. So, yeah, it's a valid concern and it's a concern I've had and other people all over the state have. But I really think that from what I'm hearing, people are angry and they are they're voting, but they want to know how to vote and not use those machines. And so that's why, you know, me, talking with Mike Lindell's team and, and you know, I've been endorsed by him, too and trying to figure out what the best solution is for Georgia, because every state is different. Your election law is different. Even states that use Dominion is different. You know, Arizona didn't use ballot marking devices except for their ADAs. They still went in and marked on paper ballots that were scanned through the ballot marking device. So it's different than in Georgia. We totally did a touch screen. No, you can't tell voter intent that way. So just depending on your state, and your state law, but in Georgia, the best, the best solution, the only option we have are the absentee ballots. And I think we get that word out and people are going to be like, okay, well, let's do it that way. And I, and I really believe they're going to come out in stronger numbers than what they have in primaries in the past, because they're going to be concerned and they want to be represented by someone like them. And so I need your help. I want you to go sign up to be a volunteer because we're going to door knock. We have over 2000 volunteers and we're going to have 70,000 and we're going to knock on doors and we're going to take the state back grassroots style. And, you know, we may raise a million dollars by the end. We may not. We may raise 500,000. I don't know. We've raised less than 200,000 right now. But these other race, these other contenders that have raised millions of dollars, they can't compete with passion. They can't compete with grassroots and the will of the people. So we're just going to get out there and we're going to knock on doors and we're going to talk to the people and we're going to win it for the people. And then God gets all the glory. He gets the glory and the people of Georgia get the glory for the win, not money. We got to, we got to stop the madness with the money and the big packs controlling our, controlling our government. But I thank you. I thank you for the question. And, um, I do have to get off because I have to go. We're going to drive over to the town next to us, Toombs County, and put out signs. But I do want to pray with y'all before I go, if y'all let me do that. Um, Jesus, 
I just ask that you be with everybody on this call tonight and this channel and the, and the people who work on this channel, I ask that you would grow it, that you would magna, magnify the numbers, you would multiply them, you're the great multiplier, that you would multiply that so that their, their voice reaches um, farther and that they have a conservative voice that, that reaches out more for your kingdom. And Lord, just ask that you bless everybody, that you strengthen their relationships with their family and their friends and their coworkers, and that you help them remain healthy and strengthen their bodies, and that you also bless them financially, God, that they, your children have more than enough always. We love you so much, and we give you all the glory for our country and for 2022 being the year that we bring the government back to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank y'all for having me. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate you so much, Candace. Hopefully we can have you on amen. again. I'd, I'd love to come on again. You have a good night, and thank you so much. I have one admin that did have a question. We'll just wait till you come back the next time, because I know you're busy tonight. Well, you can ask me real quick if you want to. I don't mind. Go ahead for the win. Hey, Candace. Appreciate you taking one last question. Um, it's awesome that we're getting everything fixed for our election security and such, but I've been doing a lot of digging into Robert Callahy, the Trafalgar guy. What are your thoughts on him? I don't I don't think I know who that is. Tell me about that person. Uh, the guy who runs the Trafalgar group, the pollster, Robert Callahy. He's the guy that was on Fox that had the bow tie on. And he's in Georgia. He's out. He's based out of Atlanta. And I'll send you my dig on it where he's just involved with a lot of shady characters. And I think it might be an answer in terms of the origins of um, the CCP coming into this country and stealing our election from the first time around. So, Okay, somebody did tell me about this guy that's the poll pollster, did you say? Yeah, yep. He, he was the one on Fox back in 20, before the 2016 election that said um, Trump was going to beat Hillary. And he was like the only guy in the whole mainstream media that was calling the election that way. So like in 2016, he also like called Florida, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, all within like a percentage point, less than a percentage point for Trump. So people were like, holy crap, this guy was dead on. And then in the 2018 midterms, he was dead on again. And everyone's like, how does this guy do it? He just knows what he's doing. And what, what's interesting is that he says that he uses six methods in terms of getting his polling data. And two of the six are proprietary. He doesn't tell us exactly where he's getting this data from and the people that funds him, the people that um, that he's connected with in terms of like business, EINs and everything. It's all just liberal people put together and everything. So it's an interesting dig and I'll definitely send it to you. Yeah, please do, because what's interesting is I've heard about him. I didn't know his name. I didn't see him on Fox. I don't watch Fox at all unless somebody sends me a clip. But I did hear about him that he was doing, he actually knows the truth, but he reports other statistics and that he's not actually reporting what he knows to be true. And someone has sent me something about that. So, yeah, I would love to hear about that if you'll send it to me. Um, CandiceTaylor at gmail.com. I check that kind of straight to my phone. If you'll send that to me, I'd love to read into that. Awesome. I will do that for you. It's a really interesting day. You'll, you'll be pleased with it, definitely. 
And interesting that it's Georgia because it's the gateway to the country. And we, I've seen it over and over. It's crazy. Thank y'all so much Ruby for having me. You're welcome. Ruby Freeman. Ruby Freeman. I'm not going to stop saying that name. Ruby Freeman. Amen. She needs to be in handcuffs. Exactly. You have a good one. I don't want to hold you up too much. I see your kids over there. They're ready to go. And uh, thank you very much, Candace. And I appreciate you.